everyone, and welcome to 1010 Would Recommend, hosted by me. That was very official, but here we are. We're in an official mood. Talani or Tolly T. And me, Gina, Talani's esteemed co-host. I mean, sure. That feels very, very official. Who are we? It's like the first episode all over again. I know. It's also the fact that we only now have an official intro. I know, I know. We're still working on it. Season two, when we're still figuring out what the intro is going to be. And yeah. on that note, it is the penultimate episode. It is. It is. I'll be honest, every time I hear that word, I have to remind myself what it means. <laughs> like, it's the episode before the last Thing. Correct. Right. Okay, cool. So that is the correct meaning. So it will be time to say goodbye, but not quite. Mm-hmm. We're still here for a little bit longer, giving you the energy, giving you the vibes and all yeah. the shows that you should be watching and talking about and thinking about, basically. Gina, who are we talking to this episode? So this episode, we are talking to Leo Raz, who stars in new show Hit and Run. It is a thriller about a man, main character called Sergev, whose partner gets killed in a hit and run accident. <gasps> and <gasps> oh my god! As if the title didn't give anything away. <laughs> it's like even though I knew the hit and run was coming, the, the bit where she actually gets hit, hit is same. Nice. I actually, I actually jumped. I was like, "You knew that was going to happen. What is wrong with you?" It's very, very wild. And yeah, it just explores the the demons behind that. You know, not everything is as it seems. Very much that. If you have to move to New York. It's just an audition. I probably won't even get the job. There'll be tons of dancers auditioning. You get it. You're amazing. Bring me something from New York? Of course. Do you love me? More than anything. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to we'll probably do a small memorial in New York. We'd love for you to be there. Of course. excited to talk to today's guest who is Leo Raz who stars as well as writes and is executive producer for new show Hit and Run. Before becoming an actor, Leo was a commando from the elite undercover counter-terrorist unit of the Israeli Defense Force and was also Arnold Schwarzenegger's bodyguard. Can we please, I feel like you buried the lead Leo with this. You're like actor, writer, executive producer, also bodyguard for Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, no big deal. Notable roles include Mary Magdalene and Fowler, which won tons of awards. Leo, please say hi. Nice to have you on. Hi. Hi. How are you guys? We are good, thank you. And very, very excited to have you on. How did you make the shift from being a bodyguard to now and being a counter-terrorist, like working within the counter-terrorist um, industry, I guess. I don't know what industry that's called. To becoming an actor. How did that happen? Why did it happen? So first of all, I was in the in the in the special 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 forces in Israel. It's mandatory, you know. You have to be in the army. So okay. when you're eighteen to twenty-one, you have to choose what you're gonna do. If you're gonna be volunteer to a special forces or just to be a soldier somewhere else. So I volunteered, of course. And after the army, I went to the U.S. I lived in the, I lived here in L.A. And I I was you know when we're talking about bodyguard, it's it's we have to talk about it for a second. It's not such a fun thing, you know. To go after someone, most of the time you stay at home, his home, and open the gate and closing the gate. It's not such a, a fancy uh, uh, job. 
Okay. Uh, All right, okay. Like, you know, and I just came from the army, from the Israeli army, so everything was so, over there was so exciting, and, and, and here in LA, it was a little bit boring, so mm-hmm. it wasn't too much for me. It's nothing, that, nothing to write home about. Okay. And actually, I came to Israel after, after, after my, my, my staying here in, in LA, and I, was, um, I started to work in some technology company, you've done all the jobs Leo (laughs) you've done all of it did you sell double glazing windows because I did at some point in my life (laughs) you know what no but but my my craziest uh, job that I had I had to fill uh, donuts with jam okay (laughs) that was (laughs) that was the craziest job ever so (laughs) it was just like Charlie Chaplin you know you do that like you go that it was horrible and then I just, I realized that I wanted to be an actor again. And, you know, I, I, I thought about it when I was very young. And then I, I started to study in the Israeli, the highest institute of acting in Sanative. And, uh, and that's it, you know, and, and I started to, to be an actor. Um, not all the time, because it's very hard to be an actor when you're getting all the time no's, you know, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. no. And uh, so I, I wanted to be successful in something else. So I started uh, uh, I, my own business in, in the advertising uh, industry. I, I have my own production company that we're doing commercials for like 15 years already. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I wanted to be successful some, some, in some other places as well. But now, uh, since like a few years ago, I started with Avi Sakharov and I, my pro- partner and creator, we started to write a show named called Fauda. Mm-hmm. And it was a big success. It was our first thing that we ever wrote, actually. So, oh gosh, so the first script. So it was huge success. Now we are shooting. We're going to shoot the fourth seasons already. Mm-hmm. But now we're talking. We have to talk about hit and run. We and do. Yes. Will you tell me all of your secrets? Because I too would love the first thing I ever write to be a huge success. That, uh-huh. that, that would be my dream come true. I'm expecting like three or four flops before I yeah, get success. Exactly. So, so let us know what the secret are for us to actually get there. So that would be great as well. Um, but yeah, hit and run. Set the scene for us. For We're in the elevator. We've never heard about it before. Why should we watch hit and run? First of all, it's a crazy thriller that shot in Israel and in New York. And it's about an Israeli guy. It's 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 mostly in English. It's a little Hebrew, and it's a guy uh, that was in the special forces in Israel, and his his wife died in an accident, in a hit and run accident in Israel, and he have to chase and find out who killed her, why they killed her, and you know there is two things. There is two two journeys for this character. One is an action uh, journey that who killed her i need i need to find them i need to kill them i need to revenge I, i'm afraid for my family but the other journey is emotional journey that he just want to know if his wife loved him so, and and she she didn't do any you know it, i don't want to spoil her anything but mm-hmm. if she really loved him and i think it's you don't see those kind of heroes anymore if it's like action heroes anymore because most of the action heroes are doing action now yeah now we brought again the 70s style of a hero the, or 80s that they also going through emotional journey while they're doing going through a mo- uh, an action journey mm-hmm. so i think it's a it's a it's a good point and it's a good it's a good it's a good show it's, it's <laughs> crazy you sit on your on, on on the edge of your seat all the time nice 
And can you tell us a little bit about, firstly, I want to hear what it was like to balance being an actor on the show, being a writer on the show and being an executive producer on the show. Three roles. Uh, three roles, neither of which I can do. What was it like doing all of those at the same time? Could you, did you feel like you could focus on like being in the acting or were you like also think about, well, actually the script is not right. Like, tell us a bit about that. First of all, you know, when you, when you write the show, you're just a writer and that's what you're doing. This is what you concentrate. But a month or two months before the shooting, I told all, all the producers, the director, the writer, I said, this is enough. Now I'm going to be just an actor. Yeah. yeah. What I'm going to concentrate. It was a hard journey as an actor. It wasn't so easy. It mm-hmm. was, it, th- this character is going, going through a lot. So it's, I had to be very concentrate, to concentrate on my, on my acting. And in the end of the day, it's my face on the, on the screen. So you have to be uh, very, very, uh, um, you know, to do what you're, to know what you're doing all the time. And um, so there was separation. And then after that, the problem is in the editing, <laughs> because you're a producer <laughs> and you see how bad uh, acting okay. you are. You know, <laughs> a lousy actor that you just, you don't want to see yourself and, and you just want to say, oh, no, take it out, take it out, take it out. <laughs> That must be weird watching yourself because when we do this, we have to listen back to the podcast. And when I hear my own voice, I'm like, oh, yeah. So I can't awful. actually imagine having to watch yourself and critique yourself, but Sorry. like as if it's someone else doing it as well. Do you feel like you were quite harsh on yourself or did you let yourself have certain things up? Like, no, that's fine. Listen, it's very hard to see yourself acting. It's, a, it's even hard to see yourself dancing in a wedding, you know, when someone shoots. <laughs> yeah. Right? So just imagine to be an actor and to see that. So I don't really like. You know, when I'm when I'm shooting other other thing that did I didn't wrote or, or I wasn't a producer, I don't see the I don't see it. I'm just doing okay. it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to. I prefer not to see myself act. I think I'm a bad actor. I mean, we've watched it. You're not. We we can tell you that you're a great actor. You really you really came across as this man who has lost his wife and he was trying to kill the person who did this to his wife. So I feel like you did a really good job there. And if I was whoever it was that killed your wife, I would be scared. <laughs> so I think yeah. you did a great job. You've got nothing to worry about. It's great. <laughs> it's just me. It's just, just my, uh, it's, I, yeah. I, no, I, you're I, doing I, amazing. I, Don't worry. Yeah, Thank you, so you are doing amazing. So Speaking of amazing things, I heard, let me know if this is wrong or not, that in terms of stunts, you did a lot of your own stunts. Is that true? Because I want to hear everything about it. It is true. It is oh, true. God. Um, what an action, man. What yeah. an action, man. <laughs> Listen, this is, you know, I have the opportunity to do those crazy things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Great. And I have, I have a British stunt double mm-hmm. that we are, became a good friend. We started to work in Six Underground, another Netflix movie. Uh, so he was my stunt double over there. Nice. And, uh, so I brought him to that show as well because he looks like me. And... Uh, <laughs> much more handsome probably (laughs) we worked together and we became kind of a team but in the end of the day because i was in the special forces so i know everything i know how to fight i know how to shoot i know how to drive i know everything i did it uh, in real life so and and but he's there for time to time he helps me and and um he you know he's doing the choreography with me sometimes he did like there was one jump that I didn't want to do because it was too crazy. <laughs> I, it was too crazy. I broke my rib. Oh, oh God. God. How? In a fight in, in, in the club in New York. Oh, Wait, so when you're fighting, people actually hit you in real life. It's not film tricks. <laughs> what is yeah. happening here? 
You're Listen, actually getting hit. Sometimes the other actors are missing the, the, the hit, you know? So it was, it was oh. on my rib. So I, he broke my rib. It was with his knee. He broke my knee. Oh my goodness. Uh, it was very hard and painful, but it was, it was okay. You know, Did he get fired? Because I would have fired him. Listen, he was, he's, he's one of the best actors in the show and he's one of the best friends. <laughs> he had to stay. Yeah. Gal Torren, he's, who's playing Ron. All right, okay, then cool. Yeah. I just wanted to ask, were there any, because obviously you said you were already in the special forces and things like that. Was there any skills that you felt was transferable that you can take from your time in these different jobs that you can now take on to being a writer or being an actor? Was it like, I can imagine discipline being one of them. Yeah, discipline is one that I'm so bad at. I don't have any discipline, so no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but definitely, you know, I think what, I don't see obstacles. Oh, you know? wow. I, I think that everything that I want, I can achieve. Mm. I think there is nothing that in my life or in, in other people's lives that, you know, sometimes our, our, our main enemy is our brain. Is, is yeah. us. We are the main enemy of ourselves. And if you dis, dismantle that thing and you think that you can do anything, and, and, and because I was like physically, I was sometimes I was on the ground, but I, I continued because I knew that I have to and I need to and I want to. This is one thing. So I don't see any obstacle. If I see something yeah. that, as, that other people see as obstacles, I, I, I see it as an as a, as a adventure. I see right. it as, I don't know, something that I, I really, really, um, it's, it's inspiring me. When I see obstacles, it's inspiring me to be better and better and to, and to make it happen. This one mm. thing. The other thing in the, in the special forces, you have to be very creative. Mm. You cannot think as a usual, as, a, as an ordinary man. You have to think different. You have mm. to be uh, very, very creative. So I, and, and, and in, our, in my unit, the, I, we all the time thought out of the box. And it's also in the writing process in, in, in Hit and Run and also in Fauda or, or whatever we were writing because Avi, Avi was in the special forces with me, my partner. Okay. So, oh, wow. We were together in the same unit, so um, we 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 are we don't have a, even a box, you know. We don't think inside the box. We don't even have a box. So if there is rules, we immediately think how we can break them in order to, in order to make it more interesting. Mm. So uh, I think that's what we took from our service in the army. I should join the army. I think it will solve so much of my problems. The, it's the discipline that I need. I'm like, absolutely, I need that discipline. And right. also, I think not to sound... Discipline is good, right? No? Yeah, discipline is good. Yeah, I but you're that. not disciplined. You, listen, you woke up very early in the morning to, to do the show. You are very disciplined. You no, it's just four yeah. o'clock here. It doesn't matter. You have a podcast, so come on. I love that you're um, encouraging us when you said to you said that you weren't disciplined and I would actually argue that you are extremely disciplined and you are up early doing this podcast with us and you're an actor and you did your own stunts and you were the writer and you were the executive producer. So that's what I'm going to say. You can't pick us up if you're not going to pick us up. That's what I'm going to say, Leon. So you spoke about thinking outside the box and like breaking rules and things like that. I mean, because I feel like it's quite like a romp. It's like a fun action thriller. Was it fun to make? Was that important for you to add those elements into it? Yeah, it was. First of all, it was fun because it was the first time that we, I, you know, I, I was shooting in New York. New York is a crazy place to shoot. Mm-hmm. And for me, who comes from Israeli production, that it's like, for example, in Israel, the productions, it's, everybody is doing everything in Israel. Right. You know, in the U.S., Everyone knows what you have to do, and that's it. Nobody mm-hmm. can do anything else, for good and for bad. For example, in Israel, 
first of all, the boomer can tell you that you gained fat today. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Leo, the shot wasn't so good. I think you could do it better, the boomer. But also when needed, he will take a stones and help the art guy mm. to put it on the ground because we feel like family. So we try to combine the both Israeli way of shooting and the, and the American way of shooting. Right, okay. We try to combine it together. For example, you know, the night before we were shooting, I brought um, to my house in, the, in, in, in New York all the chiefs, all the people who's in charge of everything in the, on the set in New York. Um, there and also executive producers and 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 everyone the 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 DPs everyone I was op- I opened the door with an apron okay and they cooked for everyone a huge meal me and and Galto and the, the 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 actor the other actor Israeli actor we you know so we made a huge meal they thought hey come on why nobody understood why we didn't brought uh, uh, um, a chef uh, or something a chef yeah yeah you know, <laughs> But we cooked and we brought everyone and we said, listen, now from now on, we are family. We have to act like a family in the next few months. And mm-hmm. this is what happened. So this is the Israeli way that we brought to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a great... Uh, and uh, yeah, we loved it. I had another question about Hit and Run sort of as the type of show that it is. Um, when you have... So the premise of this is that the main character's partner gets hit, hit by a car finding out what, you know, why did this happen xyz as you said right when you have a show like that where it's like you're uncovering mystery after mystery after mystery and you're taking the viewer along that path how do you decide how much to reveal in the first episode and carrying on so that you're not revealing too much but you're revealing just enough that it keeps them following on yeah so first of all i think it's 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 a storytelling you know you have to give the audience you know, to take them to a journey and yeah. then to twist all the way how they thought till now. Yeah. And there is like, there is some rule. There is in the midpoint, you have to do something that will change the character life mm. or something that, and then they are, you don't know exactly what happened. And then in the end of episode one, for example, there is crazy thing that happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But is it real? Is it not? What is it? And then you're already hooked for the next episode. So everything it's about twists and turns and everything it's about to, to surprise the audience as you were surprising yourself. Uh, and we're writing a show that we want to look, to see this kind of shows. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a kind of a storytelling telling. And, and I think this is, uh, uh, and we're working in a team, you know, we worked with Don uh, Petrovich and, and Nicole Yorkin as, uh, as showrunners. Avi and me. So everyone brought his own creative ideas in order to make it happen as it is. And speaking of types of shows, is there, I know that th- this one is, is slightly uh, uh, slightly darker, it's, it's action, it's a lot of thrills, very fast paced. Is there a type of show that is like complete opposite to that, that you could ever see yourself doing? Like, could you imagine, you're a great father in this show. Could you imagine yourself doing a sweet little rom-com or something? I can something? see you in a rom-com. I can see you in a rom-com. I can rom-com. see you in that, definitely. I would love to. I would love to play a psychologist to have uh, some uh, emotional issues with himself. Okay. Oh, yeah, definitely. Great. Yeah, I want to be, I wa- also I can be a gardener. I can be whatever, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> kindergarten. But, but everything, yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, I came from comedy. In the in the, oh, in the beginning oh, of my okay. journey as an actor, I was a comedian. I was doing like stand up. I was doing improv. 
I had a, like a huge, uh, very successful group of improv. So that that's what I came from. Yes, and definitely. I want to do some comedies. I want to do some very uh, like dramatic uh, uh, um, things. Yeah, definitely. And I'll do that uh, for sure. Okay. In the world of action fillers and all the films that we all know and love, what? How do you reckon Siegev can do about like beating up other actors? I feel like not not to make it thingy, <laughs> but you know we have the typical like. I think there's many characters that we've watched before that's like, oh, this person looks like they can, they can win every fight they ever come across. We watch all the action yeah. films. Yeah. And how strong do you reckon, who do you think can beat Segev if there is anybody? Or do you reckon he's probably the strongest of them all? So he's, not, he's not the strongest at all. Oh, you know? God, no, he's lost. It, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the, first, in the first scene of the show, you see how, how he, you know, yeah, I don't want to say, but is yeah, yeah, something else. He's not. He's not the. He, he's not the superhero. He's losing mm. a lot. Okay. But I love characters like action heroes that they are losing all the time. They they don't mm. win all the time, and they mm-hmm. have to struggle in order to. And this guy doesn't want to be a fighter anymore. He was yeah. a fighter when he was when he was in his twenties or thirties, and that's it. He doesn't want to fight anymore, and now. He have to fight again. So someone who have to fight again, there is no joy in fighting. Yes. There is no, there, it's not that I love to shoot people. Yeah, bring me, some, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bring, bring me some enemies. It's totally different because he doesn't want to be there anymore. He just want to go back home. He just want to be with his daughter. So there, but, but he's, no, he's not a winner. He's not a winner. Oh. And he's not like a hero, hero. We like so. complex heroes. Complex heroes are more realistic, to be fair. So that's, that's good to have him like that. Exactly. We do. Yes. And Leo, we usually ask our guests at the end of the interview to give us a little TV recommendation. I'd be really interested to hear from you. What is something that you watch to wind down? You've got a very high pressure job. You're doing a lot. I do. I do. I do. So there is so many great, great uh, uh, stories like Too Hot to Handle. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Like what? That was no. the true plot twist. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. So no, there is. Uh, 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 I love you know. I love the old style movies. I love the old style TV shows. You know, like all the all the all the the, the Godfather style. All all the nice. Black, Black Hawk Down. Okay. Well, this kind of movies I really, really love. Um, and now I see on Netflix a good TV show called Startup. Oh, mm, okay, yes. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah I've started watching it. I've watched a couple of episodes. It's a bit scary. It's a bit tense. It's tenser than I thought it would be. It is. It is. And, mm. it's, and it's lovely. And, and it's good storytelling and, and uh, very nice. And also I saw that Netflix now brought alone that I really love that it's, you know, when people you send someone to the to to the nature and you have to stay mm-hmm. do that to stay there alone and yeah and and to i love those uh kind of of documentary style uh, and also the, you know the documentaries on netflix <clears throat> are amazing amazing mm-hmm. amazing 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 for uh, everything that they're doing there everybody go watch it and run it's absolutely brilliant and thank you for being a great writer producer and actor in it <laughs> thank you thanks it's good to see you, Segev. What are you doing here? Someone killed my wife. I need to find some answers. No. It seemed her death was an accident at first. But now he thinks there's more to the story. 
it's time we start investigating your wife. T, how have you been? What have you been up to? Tell me everything. I've been good. I've been booked and busy. You have. You've been, been really yeah, busy. Yeah, and the word books is used on purpose because I have a book out. Yes, yeah, true. And I'm just a little, little, little sly little, you know, promo thing there. But that that's what I've been doing. But whilst it, I've also, as usual, been watching like loads of telly. My perfect type of show, right, is things that can just be on in the background. Yeah. I have a deep appreciation for things that I can just understand by just looking up occasionally. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to sit there the whole time and really concentrate. And that's one thing I've, I, I loved, how to get away with murder. That was the one thing I couldn't stand because you just blink. Yeah. And 10 people have been shot and you don't know why. Correct. Correct. And that was the same with Scandal for me as well. So I really appreciate shows that can be, because I have to watch telly when I work. Mm. And it's really weird. But like every time I write, every time I do anything, telly has to be on in the background sort of thing. So to do that for me this week, I've been watching The Bold Type. Okay, I've been hearing a lot of people talk. It's really popular. People love it. I'm watching. It's it for- really weird because every time I watch it, I think, who is the bold type for? Mm. Like, it's not for me, yet I really enjoy it. Yeah. And it's like, do you know what it feels like? It feels like a really cool YA book. Do you know what I mean? It's just about these like young journalists who work in this magazine called Scarlet and they're all going through all these different things. And one of them is like coming out. One of them is like going out with her boss. And it's just like this like wild adventure. But it's one of those really interesting shows that kind of like, and every episode is a learning. Mm. So it takes all of the things that are trending, for example, let's say it's like, how do we make an episode out of BLM? Mm-hmm. It's, it's very obvious in what it's doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm so intrigued by it and I keep watching it every single time. I would have eaten that up when I was like 19. No, no, genuinely. It reminds me of Pretty Little Liars. It reminds me of that vibe as well. Pretty Little Liars was a lot darker. Mm. This reminds me of that teenage world. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I feel as though I've been watching or, well, when I say been up to, it's mostly watching stuff and it's complete opposite to that. Although it is also something that I have on in the background. Okay. So I watch a lot of YouTube when I'm not watching Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Please keep me hired, Netflix. And I have become re-obsessed with the YouTube channel called Soft White Underbelly. Okay, tell me all about it. Okay, so Soft White Underbelly, it is, uh, it's a channel, it's a YouTube channel owned by this guy called Mark, who is a photographer slash videographer. And he essentially profiles different characters, by characters obviously, I mean people, on Skid Row. Oh, right. Okay. It's kind of like, if you remember that Instagram page, Humans of New York, it's kind of like that, but the video version. And it is so, I don't know what it is. It's so compelling. Every single person has a completely different story. And there are some similarities, you know, like the past that led them to drugs, etc. But it's just so fascinating. And I recently have been watching one about this guy who used to be in a gang. His name's Johnny. Mm-hmm. And his storytelling is just so amazing. You don't even have to watch it. You can just listen to it. And it's like, it's like he's doing an audio book. Like there are so many good storytellers. And obviously they've been through like mad stuff, but like, I just find it so interesting. So interesting. I'm going to start watching that. That sounds amazing. Do you know what it is? I, I do think a lot of the times people's real life stories can sometimes be better than scripted. hundred percent. No, this, like, is this, is like, this happened to you. Cause I was obsessed with humans of New York as well. Mm, when it was so on the I. Instagram page, I used to just, scroll through I'm like oh my god how has this happened to like so many things yeah. do you ever think back to ever like examples of your life that's like that could be a film 100% 100% yeah. I think I've got moments that'll be a great film yeah 
I mean, I get why people a lot of the time base, like when they're writing shows or writing episodes or things or whatever, they use their own life experience. Yes. Life is always going to be madder than anything that you, that you, anything that you can make up, unless it's going to be like fantasy or sci-fi. Yeah, or sci-fi or anything like that. But if it's a real life story, that life will give you enough material to actually work it out. What I always think as well is like, so when Mark starts the interview with the people and these videos are like anywhere from 20 minutes to like an hour long. Okay. Um, and he'll be like, and they're just telling their life story. Be like, how's your childhood? Blah, blah, blah. And I keep thinking, how are these people able to talk about their life in such a like linear fashion? Like if somebody was like, tell me the story of your life. I honestly wouldn't even That's know where to That's so true. Are there not so many things that you just forget? What did like, you say? I actually do. I forgot that happened to me. And it's like, actually, no, that was a big part of your life. That repression, you shove it down. Do you know when you're trying to like fill in a bag? You try to fill a bag, you just keep shoving it down. And that's what I do with some of my feelings. I just <laughs> shove it and keep pushing it and keep putting more things and more things and more things on top of it until it's dug deep, deep, deep down me and no one can ever find it, including myself. Correct. Like the Mary Poppins bag. Just yeah. all the stuff And in one there. day it'll make a, good, a great script. But for now, it's deep, deep down. For now, it's just trauma. So, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> um, speaking about writing scripts about yourself and things like that, if you were to ever happen, who would play you? Do you know what? I'm not mm-hmm. even saying this because we've interviewed her. I would want Naomi Aki to play me. That is a good shout. That is such a good shout, isn't that it? That is such a good shout, you know? Yes. Oh, she'd body that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she'd be really, really good at that. And what would be the major life story for her? Oh, God, where to start? It'd have to be the dead dad, wouldn't it? That's the classic. That's the old cherry. <laughs> That's the old chestnut. I hate how you say it. I hate it so much. You can't make it funny. What can I do? <laughs> like, what can I honestly feel like? Sometimes I feel like when I die, God forbid, and I go to heaven and I see my dad, but that's going to be like, listen, we need to speak. Because you've been with you. Yeah, like, what is wrong with you? You have really milked this situation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Great. <laughs> you asked. I, I'm sorry. I don't know why I did it because I need the answer. Like, I definitely need the answer. Who would play you? Who would play you? Who would play me? I don't think she's been born yet. No, I'm joking. <laughs> It's not a star alive that can do me justice. It's not a star alive that can do me like I would do me. Do you know what? I genuinely live in this world where I feel like I'm a mix of different people. Ooh. In my head, it would be Issa, Gabrielle Union and Michaela Cole. Not you choosing three of the (laughs) most beautiful. (laughs) You're like, no big deal. Probably go there. Halle Berry, maybe (laughs) she has some time. You know, if I would just happen to be singing for a little bit because I don't think Beyonce can act, but that's a different story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, I love that. But yeah, I think it'll be those two women. I think do you know what I don't really want to do that? I'd love to pick my child actor. So like I go back to this little girl often, it's little girl that's in fatherhood. Oh yeah. And she was also in an Amazon TV show called Us. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. little girl is such a brilliant little child actress. And normally little kid actresses piss me off. Mm. Let me tell you one kid actress that I hate. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I don't hate her personally. It's just the character that she plays in that TV show. Turn up, Charlie. That little girl, that character does my head in. And often I find a lot of kid actors that do that to me. But not the mm. little girl in fatherhood, Melody Heard, which is actually a very lovely name. Yeah. So that's who would play little me. Do you know what? I would just really love to dramatize the moment. It's not, it hasn't been, it's not even that dramatic, but I just think it would, it's a good start of, I always say this. I remember meeting my mum mm-hmm. 
Okay. And not many people have the story of remembering meeting their mum. And not because I, I came out and I remember when I came out of her body. I remember it's in the sense of like, I have very little memories until I was about, I met my mum the first time when I was about seven from from my memory. <sighs> and that's when I came from Nigeria. I was born here, taken to Nigeria. So when I came from Nigeria back to England, I remember this woman coming up to me and I was like, oh my God, that's my mum. Not that I'd ever remembered her face before, but just because I could just tell it was her. So we was at, I think it was at Manchester or something, or an airport, whatever, and she's coming towards us because my aunt had brought us. And I was like, oh my God, that's my mum. And I remember that vividly meeting her. And I feel like that could be a start of like a great story. That is such a good story. Can I also just say, one day in the future, nobody steal this idea. We need to write an anthology series about parent relationships. I think that is such a good episode. Absolutely. So one of the recommendations is for people who are fans of Selling Sunset. And if not Selling Sunset, then things like oh, speak, oh, Speaking Older Now, Location, 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 oh. that kind of thing, right? So there's a new Selling Sunset-esque show, but it is in France. We, uh, we, them, called, man. We, we, we the, and them, man. The we, we and them, man. Called The Parisian Agency Exclusive Properties. And honestly, it does exactly what it says on the tin. It's very posh, wealthy, fancy French people trying to find houses and the estate agents that are helping them trying to find those houses. Nice. Or those properties. Simple, but great reality TV. It's everything that you want, but in a completely new environment. Everything in France is, is posher and fancier anyway. Yeah. It's a, it's a simple one that like you don't need to pay attention to too much, aside from the fact that it is in French, so you will have to put on subtitles. My GCSE French will kick in, don't you worry. On a de la chance, on voit des lieux que personne ne voit, on ouvre des portes que personne ne peut ouvrir. Oh, c'est dingue! Même au bout de la cinquième visite, j'ai encore des frissons. Dans l'immobilier de luxe, j'ai découvert des clients qui n'ont pas de limites. C'est un autre monde, un monde qui nous était complètement étranger. C'est vraiment un endroit unique et ce salon fait presque 150 mètres carrés. C'est très beau. <rire> Martin, consentez-vous à prendre pour épouse, Eve Je pense que j'ai une famille un peu de fou. C'est incroyable. Ça s'arrête jamais, on fait tout ensemble, on adore, on est des amis, des frères, euh, et une famille, on est tout en même temps. As you say, oui, oui. Oui, oui, and then, man. Ça va. Comme si, comme ça. Comme si, comme ça. <laughs> The classic response. Comme si, comme ça. What's your second one? My second one is flight attendant. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for flying with us. Thank you. Oh, hi. Hey. We had dinner in Bangkok. We went back to his hotel. There's no escape. When I woke up in the morning, he was so alive. Now, this one is not on Netflix, but I feel like it is something that we should talk about anyway. Um, I know that a lot of people were speaking about it a couple of weeks ago. I got to watch the first episode on the, over the weekend. So good. Katie Cook, 
Oh my God, exactly. I don't think she had the range because the big bag theory, and I said this with my chest, is shit. Yeah, I don't care if okay. you think otherwise. No, no, okay. Yep, that's fine. Do you agree or do you not agree? Do you love it? No, my controversial opinion is that I don't think that it is as shit as everyone says because I only use it for very, very like laid back TV. I don't think right. it's okay. more than it is. The only reason why well, I used to ever watch it was because E4 never not showed it. Right, they it's always it on. All the time. It is that always and on. like How I Met Your Mother was just always on all the time. Because I didn't think Hayley had the range and then Fight Attendant started. It's very, it's very good. And also like, uh, so I have a special place in my heart for Kaylee because I loved Eight Simple Rules so oh much. Oh my God, so did I. Don't talk about it because it makes me really emotional about the dad that died I, in the I life. Know, oh my God. So emotional, so emotional. And I loved her in that. I loved that show loved that so show. much. I loved that show. When she starred in Big Bang Theory, I was like, okay, just a change in that. But Flight Attendant, I honestly feel like now I've watched it, she's made for that kind of role. Like I'm glad yeah. that they're pushing her into something like this because I really enjoyed it. And it is... I guess you could say it's a thriller. Basically, the premise of this is that a flight attendant, she ends her flight, she goes out for the night with this guy, wakes up, he's dead next to her. What yeah. happens? And now it's dum dum dum. And dun, it wasn't dun, her. Dun. I mean, we don't know it wasn't oh, her, but it know. wasn't her. But it's just a long summer trying to figure out why this man has died next to her. Exactly. It's so, so good. It's very, very good. I definitely would recommend that. That was a good choice, Gina. Thank you very much. And you... I would like to recommend a film on Netflix called Like Father. What brings you on the cruise? I was left at the altar a few days ago, and my dad, who I haven't seen since I was five, showed up to my wedding unannounced. The two of us got incredibly drunk that night, and I must have blacked out because... Hi, sweetheart. Oh, shit. Somehow I dragged him onto this cruise that was supposed to be my honeymoon. You're in the honeymoon suite. Congratulations. Ew, that's my dad. I'll be back in the office on Thursday. I'm leaving early because I don't need a vacation. Rachel. Earth to Rachel. Rachel, how are you? I'm fine. For I left at all his work. Are you going to go on pretending you're still fine with what happened the other day? I don't really care what you think. And I don't need you or anyone else worrying about me. She hates me. Frankly, I can't blame her. I've been a therapist now for four months, so I want to give you my professional opinion for free. It's all your fault. Thank you. It stars Kirsten Bell and also Kelsey Grammar, who I love from Frasier. Like, I, I, he, Frasier's one of my favorite shows ever. I still, I, I still wake up early to watch it because it's always up in the morning on Channel 4. Oh, wow. I watch it and I'm so grateful for him because of girlfriends as well. So Kelsey is like a, I just like him as a man. And it's basically about like a workaholic who kind of gets stood up on her wedding day. Mm-hmm. And then she, Kelsey plays her dad and they, she, she go on, she goes on honeymoon with him, but he's like an estranged father. She doesn't know him very well. Mm-hmm. And it's just them trying to like rebuild their friendship on her, what's meant to be her honeymoon. But now her dad's there with her and it's just lovely. That sounds really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. It's also about their relationship, her relationship, why he left, why he's back. And of course, because they're on honeymoon, people assume that they were a couple, which of course they're not. But it's yeah. it's really, really, yeah, I had a good time watching it. So I'd recommend that. It's called Like Father and it's a Netflix movie. Love it. Great recommendation. I think, I think there's enough for people to chew on today. Yeah, so abso- we've got... Absolutely. Like Father movie. Mm-hmm. Flight mm-hmm. Attendant, which is, I can get it on Amazon Prime, I believe. Yeah. The Peruvian Agency and, of course, Hit and Run. Yes. 
so watch that definitely thank you so much everybody for listening this is the penultimate episode as T mentioned at the start that we've almost come to an end time to say goodbye honeys will we be Um, renewed we just don't know (laughs) find out when you find out Hans yeah and for our final episode we're really really excited because we're going in we're going in big and then we're going to go home we're just talking about all the amazing new releases well the releases that you know and love already Mm -hmm. that are coming back on Netflix so that you know the big names they're like the sex education names you know they're the big guns of the Netflix shows we're going to be talking about that and we're going to get very excited about what's to come on Netflix whilst we are away and hopefully come back please be sure to use the hashtag 1010 with Becca Men thank you guys so much for listening I've been your girl Tolly T and I have been Gina thank you so much everyone we'll see you in the next one bye